Welcome to the IME Community Podcast, where self-love is your superpower to achieve your weight and life goals and make your mark in the world. Your host is Dr. Carla, activist MD. If you're a teen who's looking to revolutionize your health and can't wait to follow your dreams, welcome to the IME Community. podcast and YouTube video I did yesterday and so that you can have that and I'll send this out to you on email um, on uh, Monday. Okay. Mm. Awesome coffee with my Hawaii cup. Hope you're having a great weekend. Uh, Yesterday I did a YouTube video um, and podcast uh, for IME community called teens and weight bullying, supporting children and teens who are being weight bullied, but it's also about just bullying in general. And the website to go to is stopbullying.gov. We also have a really amazing um, expert in bullying. She's world-renowned at University of Nebraska-Lincoln. So I'm going to reach out to her and ask her to be on the podcast and the YouTube video. So Stay tuned for that. And um, she's usually pretty accommodating. So I reviewed one of the talks that I had um, gone to when I went to the um, American Academy of Pediatrics um, National Conference and Exhibit, um, which is happening this weekend again, but I'm not um, participating because I'm doing other stuff with my family. But um, you all know how that goes. Anyway, there are some really amazing experts on bullying at Vanderbilt. Um, but I thought we could just summarize it and include the coaching. And I had the teens um, coach me in the member community and they did an amazing job, of course, because they're amazing life coaches. Um, And with that, you know, I know they're incredible um, thinkers and um, they soak up the coaching principles, but they are still so young and um, going through these issues. So I don't mean to say like they're anywhere near like being able to just coach themselves through this and that these problems go away when we learn to coach ourselves because it's still life. And, and anyway, they're still learning. And I am someone who I've been doing this coaching stuff for four years really intensely. And it's just like showing up like with a daily intentional habit practice like for myself to remind myself to do that when I get in those moments. So it's not like we reach a summit and then we're like, oh, it's all done. Okay, I hope that makes sense. Um, So stopbullying.gov, there's an expert at Vanderbilt. I'm gonna get, um, reach out to get an interview um, on the podcast, but there was a lot of helpful stuff in the um, YouTube video on the podcast um, that talked about, you know, what we can do and, 
um, you know, how common it is, unfortunately. And um, with cyberbullying, obviously, that's just like an open, that's just an open field, the open access where um, another place, you know, other than school, uh, where that happens. Obviously, if your um, teen is a member of the community, you're a parent who doesn't participate in what's called weight-based victimization at home. But um, there are a lot of studies, I do want to bring that to your attention, there are a lot of studies, even recent ones, that do show that it happens in the home a lot. And of course, me being on TikTok all, all the time, um, I see these videos all the time of, uh, and, and people sharing the comments on my videos about how their parents um, participated in bullying, basically, them. And, you know, we all have to give ourselves grace and compassion because we've been raised in this really messed up diet culture. And, and then also, you know, the harms of maybe going to the doctor and the doctor saying, you know, your kid's BMI is this and, you know, their weight's increased. And then some, some doctors saying you need to, you need to lose weight or you need to, um, just go on this, you know, oh, just go to Weight Watchers, or I mean, it's really not helpful, or just cut calories, eat less, move more, or just do this. When the US Preventative Services Task Force, USPSTF, that looks at all the evidence base um, in medicine, clinical medicine, showed that it need that any that patients need, children and adolescents need 26 to 75 hours of comprehensive behavioral intervention within a two to 12 month period in order to have any significant health behavior changes, any changes in body mass index or weight. Um, so you're not getting that when your doctor is like, you know, and unfortunately they're still prescribing um, low calorie diets um, to, to teens, um, which makes me really sad. But um, you're not getting that. So that's what IME community does. And when you look at the comprehensive behavioral intervention, though, I'm not a therapist, and especially with this bullying stuff, I know, you know, I'm not, I, I am not going to step in and treat things or make diagnoses. And for sure, we need to um, get our kids to the therapist, get them to their pediatrician or their family physician, um, get things assessed if we feel like there are other, you know, harmful effects or mental health things going on, um, as someone who lives with chronic depression and has for my whole life, like I can tell you, um, you know, accessing a therapist and um, is so important. So um, I'm talking a lot in circles, which I do, because I get excited talking about all stuff, but this, this is a very important topic to me. So the teens um, in the member community this week, I asked them to coach me on a patient that I had um, years ago. She was my patient, she was a baby and I just love her so much. She's the funniest, most wonderful person. And um, she always struggled. I wouldn't even say she struggled. I mean, that's just what her BMI was. And she just had a weight, issue since she was little. And um, I always, as a pediatrician, I always thought, wow, I really failed. Like I didn't help them enough with that because she was just a dang cute, you know, um, and 
I don't know. But anyway, um, she she came to me, she participated in everything I did in the community with my nonprofit, all the programs and, you know, hug me and so funny and awesome kid. And then uh, in high school, she came to my clinic and um, she was talking about during one of her visits, a time when she was, or not a time, there are a lot of times when this kid who sit diagonally and behind her would just stare at her the whole time. And he had weight bullied her. And she thought, you know, he was just doing that because of her weight. And it was just so distracting and so annoying, but more than annoying, like very creepy, very just harmful to her. She couldn't concentrate in class, of course. And it was just oppressive, you know? And so, you know, we had a good team. This was way before I did any of my um, life coaching or weight coaching at all. And um, I just, I knew nothing about coaching. I just had done motivational interviewing, which is great, but it's not the same. And um, we had a great social worker and, uh, you know, we worked with her and the school. And of course the mom wanted to intervene right away. And um, the daughter was like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. You know, but um, the teacher wasn't that responsive from what I can remember, but I wish I could have gone back and like actually coached her because we talked about relationships and boundaries last week. And I know that I've created so many boundaries, like in a really healthy way, and we're meant to have boundaries. So how can we advocate? How can we create those boundaries for ourselves? And what are, we talked last week in the um, coaching call about what are healthy, um, healthy boundaries and all the different types of boundaries, like that we can create for ourselves. And the book that I uh, worked with is called Boundaries. My coach had me read this. Um, it's a really good book. It does have a Christian um, bend to it, um, but it's that's not the whole gist of it. Um, and it, but it uses a lot of analogies and stuff. So, but anyway, it's really a good book. It's been around a long time. It's by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John um, Townsend. So I would, I would check that out. This has been really helpful for me and talks about like boundary, boundary problems that we have. Like if we're an avoidant or compliant, we talked about this in the coaching call, avoidant or compliant with boundaries, meaning we really don't set them. We don't want to deal with them, um, which is, you know, okay. We're just not used to setting it. We think, you know, a lot of times things just kind of go away if we kind of avoid it, right? Um, and then there, that makes us susceptible to people who are controllers, who are aggressive or manipulative, who actually don't respect or see any boundaries. They're pretty boundaryless. They will not respect other people's boundaries. And um, that's what happens in a bullying situation, right? So how can we, if we're avoidant and compliant, be less susceptible to not that there's anything wrong and that and this certainly shouldn't be happening and we didn't bring it on ourselves so that's a that's the first thing to say to like your um child or your teen if they're being bullied bullying is not acceptable ever it is not acceptable ever and if they tell a, you like as a trusted adult um then the, the thing that you want to work on is that you want to help them stop it for them. So as a coach, like I'm going to say, like, 
sometimes we get into like this whole thing, like, oh, the, the bully must be going through this, or they must've been bullied too. And, you know, who knows what they're going through. And, and, and we don't want to get into any of that. Like, we're going to let them be who they are. They've shown us, we believe them fully. They're going to be totally wrong about us. They are wrong about us. They know nothing. Um, but we're not going to get in their business. We're not going to get in their lane. We're going to stay in the lane of getting the, of disrupting this for our team. Okay. And it doesn't happen overnight. I get it. So the thing is saying bullying is not acceptable. It's totally wrong. And then that, so showing support. And then also the next step is building the skills. So like, what, what can you do? So we want to build up, this is like kind of the self-coaching. So when I ask them what, um, you know, if I play my patient who was sitting there and the kids staring at her, what would, what would you do? How would you coach her? Um, you know, of course there's like, that really sucks for her. I can't, and I said, yeah, it does. It does. And at the same time as a coach and when we're setting boundaries, we can't get in the pool. So like, as much as we want to just be like, I mean, obviously we're triggered, like this kid, I'm going to get him, you know, or, um, this is going to stop, or I'm going to call the parent, or I'm going to call the school up right away, or um, instead of taking a pause, um, we want to focus on building the skills of the, I don't like using the word victim because I don't want the, anyone to feel like they are a victim because they're not helpless, because then that just perpetuates that kind of power divide. Um, but if you are being bullied, we want to build up your skills, um, cause they're there and you get to decide how you want to show up to, um, set those really healthy boundaries for yourself. And as a coach, I'll tell you, like the more, um, you can kind of do a mental rehearsal or pre-visualization with your team of that situation and get ahead of it a little bit with intentionality. We can't control the outcome. But what we can control is how we want to show up and where we put our attentional focus. So same thing for us parents. We don't cause and we don't control, okay? We have to have some trust that we're going to work together to figure it out. And the only goal is to stop it for our team, to help them stop it for just themselves. We're not going to get into the other lane. For other people. Okay. We're going to stay in our lane. This is our business. This is what we can do. And we can't control the outcome. So I've had a million times with my kids where they're like, you gave me crappy advice. You told me to do this. And this is what happened. And this is how they responded. And I'm never listening to you again. So that's happened to me. <laughs> that's probably going to happen to me today uh, with my daughter, Audrey, I guarantee you. Um, and um, so, you know, I approach things, you know, differently. And so we want to build the skills up in the team so that they decide how they want to show up. Okay. And what are the different kind of boundaries that they can set? And we don't get in the pool with them, um, though we want to, that's called like, as a coach, like we, you want to be like coaching your team. You do, and you can coach them. So you can hold space 
and listen and listen and get some details. You know, just ask some questions. Where did this happen? When does it happen? What is said? How are you responding? You know, those kinds of things. Just get a little detail in it. Hold space, hold space and listen. Okay, that's the number one thing. We want to get in the pool because it's our kid. I mean, that's like the most, <laughs> like, I want to fix this. I want this to end. This shouldn't be happening. And you're in the pool with them. And you're not the curious observer that's going to help them build skills um, to really handle this. Because this is, I mean, these are boundary issues, right? I mean, it's like, bullying isn't going to go away in our lives. And I was just bullied at my last workplace very severely by, and gaslit, you know, I mean, I didn't even recognize or know that word gaslight, but I mean, it was, it was bullying. It was really bullying. <laughs> and, um, I spent a lot of time trying to fix and control it and convince them, you know, and think, why is this happening? This shouldn't happen. If I get a minute, meaning, you know, let them be who they are they've shown you they're wrong about me, but I was an avoidant and compliant, not wanting to deal with it, not wanting the conflict. And so it allowed the manipulative and um, aggressive controller people who don't respect people's boundaries to, to take advantage of that. Okay. To take advantage of that. And and I wasn't ever helpless. I wasn't ever helpful. But when it came to something that was important, for sure, like I'm going to stick up, like, but for myself, we're not used to that. Like I wasn't used to that for myself. So I was like, okay, you're getting in the pool. They're like, that sucks for her. That's so sad, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I get it. But we're in the pool with her. Okay. And if we're saying like, they shouldn't be doing this, they shouldn't be doing this, they shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you every time. Of course, most of the world is, except for the person doing it, right? <laughs> Everyone in the world is going to agree on that, but the person doing it. And there's going to be some of that. But if we stay stuck in that, if we stay stuck in, they shouldn't be doing this, they shouldn't be doing this, they shouldn't be doing this, um, then, then what's going to happen is we're not going to um, move to transition to set boundaries. Because then what happens is when they're like, they shouldn't be doing this, but they are, we're just arguing with reality. So we try to neutralize it to say like, okay, what is actually happening? What is actually happening? And that's the support. Bullying is always wrong. It's unacceptable. And then transition to building the skills. So what are the ways that we can help her um, show up. So she's now like when we talk about a lot, the thought model or that, you know, uh, the cognitive behavioral therapy about thoughts, create feelings, feelings drive our behaviors or our actions or inactions. So if every time she shows up, which makes sense, you know, as feeling helpless, feeling annoyed. Um, but I think mainly she was feeling really helpless. And so then her actions are going to come from like, she's stuck. There's nothing to do. And, um, and then you go to the next thing is that like, oh, if I wasn't this way, then I wouldn't have to deal with this. So then it's like, do I change something about myself so that then the bully stops? Um, and we want, 
we want to know like this is an acute even though it's maybe not like a non obviously if it's an emergent issue and you feel like there's concern of physical um, assault or um, your teen is having more like depression or anxiety or um, having school phobia that happens a lot um, having anxiety about going to school the grades are dropping, they're not connecting with their friends, um, they don't want to participate in activities. Those are the signs that we really need to handle. This is more um, acute or sometimes even emergent issue, obviously. Um, so make sure that you get um, that you get the support that you need if that's what's going on. Um, so the other thing is, um, so we sometimes they want to change themselves. So that's a thing we don't want to happen too, is that we go to that secondary thing. It's like, there's things we can do up front. So what are you making it mean if you set a boundary? What do you think is going to happen? They think that maybe if, it, if they don't say anything, then it'll just go away. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We don't know. Um, but we know that um, when you decide to show up for yourself, like she was showing up as like annoyed and helpless, I'm imagining, and then your actions come from that feeling. And um, her thought was most likely, um, though I don't know because I wasn't a coach then, but I was pretending to be her. So the thought is like, oh, there's nothing I can do. I mean, this is just going <sighs> to you know, he shouldn't be doing this, so annoying. I wish I wasn't this big and he wouldn't be staring at me if I wasn't and, you know, that kind of stuff in her head. And it's just, it's not gonna make anything go away like for yourself. Um, so then um, the coaching was transitioned to, well, I feel like um, he's just um, wanting her to take the bait. Like he gets power from her engaging. So if she doesn't engage, which I think was genius coaching, if she doesn't engage in it, then most likely it'll kind of like dissipate and go away. Um, so yeah, probably true. So that's, that's an, a boundary. That's a boundary you can set is that she is not engaging. She's not engaging at all. Um, and then how can she engage, not engage in her mind? Because we're engaging in our mind and we're managing it in our mind. So what's a thought? It could be like, I can, you know, and you have to create one that's believable to you when the, if that situation's happening. And you can decide how you wanna show up. Um, so the feeling that you want to feel, this really helped me um, before when I had a coach um, coach me on this, when I had a meeting I didn't want to go to, I was trying to get out of so badly, and then I'm like, I have to do it, um, which I didn't, and I should have said, no, I'm not doing that, and I had that boundary, and I wish I would have done that, but hindsight, it's 2020, uh, but my, co my coach would say, like, wise eyes, fresh eyes. Uh, my beautiful Kristen Webster, life and well-being coach. She's a therapist and a life coach. She's so awesome. So she would say, wise eyes, fresh eyes. Carla, try not to do that. Where you're putting your wise eyes onto what was your fresh eyes. You had a reason for doing that at the time, you know? But you can decide how you want to show up. So for me, like I had a meeting with this guy that I didn't want to have this executive at Children's. And and she, I decided I want to show up as calm. Like I just wanted to be calm and I didn't have to convince 
So you can create a thought like I'm here to support the efforts, the mission of the organization. Like that was my thought. I'm here to support the mission of our organization. This, I mean, he's wrong about me. He, he knows nothing about me. It doesn't affect my life or career or my work in any way, shape or form. So those are the kind of thoughts you can create. So maybe she wants to show up as feeling confident. Maybe she wants to show up as feeling just like neutral or calm. Um, maybe she wants to um, feel not helpless. What would be, you know, and not switch fully to, you know, confident, maybe not, wouldn't be a feeling, but empowered. Um, and um, assertive. And uh, she can create a feeling like I'm not, I can advocate for myself. I can, I'm not stuck here. And um, he has no power over me whatsoever. She can say that um, over me in my life. He's wrong about me. He knows nothing. Those kinds of things help, you know, to say to yourself uh, before you are set, setting the boundary or when you're showing up. So maybe that will work and to not engage with this guy. But, you know, what are the words, the boundaries that you can set with words to like turn around and say, um, be really honest, speak the truth. The truth is a boundary. So they were coaching me and um, said to say, that makes me very, you're looking at me, makes me very uncomfortable, stop. Stop. You don't, you know, you don't scare me. Some really powerful statements. You're not scaring me. What is the point of that? You know, don't even ask a question. Just say a very clear, there's no point to you staring at me. It doesn't scare me. You have no effect on me. Stop staring at me. It's making me uncomfortable. And you maybe you don't want to say that and then turn around okay well what if that's not enough like you say it and then he keeps going well a boundary is something where you have an actual consequence like you draw the line if this then that um i always my kids make fun of me and be like oh right you're gonna take our screens away and then you forget you know like ugh. So then that isn't a real boundary <laughs> but if you have a line that you draw and then you have the consequence is like, I'm going to tell the teacher. Um, you can also like physical distance, like move. She can move. Um, she can um, turn around and say, I'm uncomfortable with that, that you're looking at me needs to stop. I am not scared of you. If it continues, I will speak with the teacher. Now, a lot of teens will be like, I'm not comfortable saying that. I'm not comfortable saying that. But they are comfortable with saying something. If you, if you are coaching yourself and you decide how you're going to show up ahead of time, you, you can do it. You can say something like, I need you to stop. You do not scare me. You can say something firm for yourself, and it has to be firm. Um, and then obviously trusting the school too. I mean, the teachers and the counselors, especially, they want to know before things get to a certain point that 
um, that it's going on and how they can support and help. And um, because they don't want the student, any student to, <clears throat> excuse me, they don't want any student to be in the position where they don't want to come to school or things get um, to a certain point. So <clears throat> if you um, are a parent whose teen is being bullied, then you can work with the school if you're comfortable with it. Um, of course, don't call the kids parents, which I, I mean, maybe if you know them, I don't know, but it's really better to handle it at the school if that's where it's happening. And um, reach out and um, of course, tell your teen that you're you're doing that, um, but they can handle it in a way that addresses it without having like these, you know, see what their policies are. Maybe, you know, if they have a zero tolerance policy or sometimes these harsh um, ways that they're addressing it um, in some schools um, isn't helpful for the bully. It doesn't get it to stop and it can make it worse. So we want to... Um, make sure that they're not just being, you know, just punitive um, because that might cause more, you know, harm. So anyway, talking to the teacher, talking to the school counselor um, about it. And um, the thing is we don't want our, we want to help, we want to help it stop for our teen. Like that's it. That's what we want to have happen is we want it to stop. And we can't fully control that, but that's the thing that we want to stop. We don't want to focus on like the bully and all that stuff. We just want it to stop. So anyway, I hope that that's helpful. Um, please reach out to me if you um, need any extra um, support. Your teens are amazing and um, got a lot of exciting stuff coming up that I'm so thrilled about. So, okay. Thank you for tuning in to the IME Community Podcast, where self-love is your superpower. The content of this podcast represents the opinions of Dr. Carla Lester and is not intended as, and shall not be understood as, a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The opinions shared reflect the host and guest and do not represent an organization or medical group. Always seek the advice of your physician or therapist if you have concerns about your health. And please, like and subscribe to the IME Community Podcast. Share IME with your friends and go to imecommunity.com to join the member community. Don't forget to follow IME on social.